All right, back on the road this week, uh, Oregon State had a nice win uh, this past weekend. Um, played Stanford tough in another Pac-12 game earlier in the season. A uh, very balanced team, running the ball for over 200 yards a game and throwing it for uh, another 270 or so. So doing a nice job on offense, uh, outstanding in the red zone. Uh, over 80% touchdowns in the red zone with their offense. So, so they're doing some really good things offensively. Uh, got a back that's running the ball effectively over seven yards a carry. Uh, big time receiver and the quarterback's playing well. So <clears throat> we'll get our hands uh, full, obviously. Uh, anytime you go on the road in the Pac-12, it's a challenge. Any week's a challenge for that matter, but particularly on the road. Um, and like I said, they're coming off a nice win. And, and uh, so playing with some confidence right now. And uh, we're going to have to be at our best, no doubt about it. So questions? <coughs> Uh, just looking at some of the stats through the first five games, uh, opponents that you faced have uh, held the ball for just an average of 4.88 plays per possession in the second half, and you've been able to outscore them as the team 72 to 22 after halftime. What what has really happened in the second half that you guys have been able to adjust so effectively to each defense that you faced? Well, I think just that adjustments, halftime adjustments have been uh, very good for us so far this year. Uh, <clears throat> credit the coaches, assistant coaches, for doing a, gr a great job at halftime of, of making tweaks and changes to, to what, what's going on. And uh, players are, you know, they're, in, they're uh, you know, physically in good shape. I mean, our strength coach does a great job. I don't know what else to say other than their, 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 their level of training is, is very high and they don't seem to uh, get tired. Plus, we haven't played a lot of snaps on defense. I know that's a, a big part of it defensively. We've played uh, you know, the, the fewest snaps in the Pac-12 and I would imagine uh, you know, one of the fewest snaps in the nation. I don't know that for certain, but I got to believe that, that we'd be up there uh, in that category. And credit the offense for doing a great job of controlling the football in the second half. That's been another big part of it is uh, possessing the football and not turning it over. How did you find R.J. Hubert in that small town in Nevada? And did you have any concerns about how the small school level would translate to the Pac-12? Yeah, R.J., uh, I think it was Freddie uh, Whittingham that found R.J., if I remember correctly. And he was at a small little place down in Nevada. Um, was a tremendous high school player. Uh, Predominantly offensively, that's where he really was, was uh, where, he, where he stood out. But uh, we knew when we recruited him, there was a chance that he would play on the defensive side. There always is a concern of you know when you're playing at a small school, the level of competition and how how he'll project, how the player will project it uh, at the college level without having had uh, really stiff competition. But but his measurables, you know, track numbers were really good. I mean, long jumper, hundred meter guy. And uh, you know had the size, the height, the weight, so that stuff is legit no matter where you are. You know those track times, and so we uh, took a shot on him. He was a mission guy. We knew he was going to serve a mission first, and uh, which would give him two more years to develop. And uh, so far, he's uh, he's been a really good take for us. He's been a good member of our football team. Kyle, coming off a of bye week where all your guys go out and recruit, <clears throat> is there an ideal number of commits or offers that you guys? would like to have out at this time of year. Do you guys look at that as, a, you know, a, I don't know, like in October, do you want to have a certain amount of commits or a certain amount of offers that have been thrown out to, to guys across yeah, the Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I think it's a year-by-year 
thing because every year is different. Some years you have more to give than others. Uh, we, on paper, it looks like we're further behind than most schools oftentimes when that's not really the case because we have returned missionaries they're going to be coming back in the program that we signed two years ago and so we think we're in a good spot right now um we have uh, i think we only have three more to give on o and uh six or seven on d so we're we're getting close to the end you know when you talk about 25 initials uh you know we're getting we're getting down there um but and as far as the offers extended, you know, we keep track of all that, who has what offers out there in the Pac-12. And I think we're right in the, the middle of the pack there as far as offers extended. But, but oftentimes, like I said, it's misleading for us because we have uh, return missionaries that figure into the equation. Oregon State's been down a couple years, and, and when you transitioned into the conference, you had a couple five and seven seasons. How do you build a program in the Pac-12 in order for it to be successful? Recruiting. That's in a word, recruiting. That's that's the key. I've said that. You guys are sick of me saying that, but I'll keep saying it because it's still the, it's uh, it's applicable. But uh, that's that's what it takes. Is just continue continually upgrade your roster, get bigger, faster, stronger, and uh, you know continuity helps as well. You know teams that are changing coaches every two or three or four years. That that's tough to get some continuity, and so that's a, that's another big part of it is is continuity in your coaching staff because that right there assists in recruiting as well. Kyle, facing Oregon State, their quarterback, I think, is the National Player of the Week by one organization. <clears throat> Six foot seven. Does that present challenges to face a tall quarterback? Not necessarily. It's harder to bat a ball down, you know, when you got a guy with that high launch point. But uh, as far as just that, the height in and of itself, other than making it more difficult to uh, knock it down at the line of scrimmage, I don't think there's any real uh, challenge, you know, differently than any other quarterback. And then I was going to ask you about run defense. Um, you guys are doing among the national leaders in that. The old cliche, it all begins with stopping the run? Absolutely. That's my belief, our belief. And, and uh, it's not true every single week because there are some exceptions. But uh, we've got some pretty good run stoppers up front between Lucky Foto and John Penasini and Bradley and I and, and Mika Tafua and Max Tapai. I mean, those guys uh, – do a great job of controlling the line of scrimmage, and if you control the line of scrimmage, that frees your backers up to to flow and fit where they need to. And and uh, we expected going into the season that we'd be pretty good on run defense, and I think that's you know proven to be the case. Without giving away strategy, <clears throat> choose to match up against a star receiver with a particular cornerback. Uh, are there? Any disadvantages or complications to that? Does it disrupt the scheme in some way? Uh, a few disadvantages. The corner, if, if a team lines up that particular receiver in different locations, you know, sometimes it's difficult to get located and, and you know, corners get where they need to be. So that's, that's probably the biggest issue is, is logistically getting aligned where you need to be. Once you're aligned, then everything falls into place. But but that is a, a strategy we have used in the past, and of course we'll look at it again this week if it's applicable. But but uh, and we got uh, you know Jalen Johnson who's a weapon for us, and so you're you know you're not maximizing your your uh, personnel if you're not doing it you know at least a percentage of the time. So so that's something that uh, we have done. We'll continue to do. And like I said, the hardest thing is if if a receiver is lining up in a multitude of different locations then uh, having that corner find him is, uh, can be challenging. Coach, is there anything more definitive on Britton Covey's status? No, just uh, same as I said the last time, that it's a pretty much a week-to-week -week thing. Uh, right now he is in redshirt mode, but that's subject to you know, pulling the plug on that if, if situations dictate or if he starts feeling you know, 
a lot better very soon. And uh, the point of no return is probably, I think I said, two or three games away uh, a week ago. This, of course, the bye week didn't have any impact on that. So once we get eight or nine games into the season, that'll be the time when, when we uh, make a, a final decision one way or the other. And then after the Washington State game, you said you, you hope to have a full stable of running backs. Do you still hopeful of that? Still hopeful of that, yes. That would be great. We'll see what happens. When you see something unusual, do you have your guys practice against it multiple times? I'm talking about Oregon State with that uh, kickoff where they treated it like a free kick and dropped it and punted yeah. it a mile high. Yeah. Can, can you replicate that in practice? Yeah, we can. And that you know, you you do things you see on tape that are out of the norm. Uh, you definitely expose your players to in practice and have them work on it and and have the applicable and appropriate strategy and and how we're going to combat it. Yeah. You two have a big discrepancy in your dress all the time. I was going to ask you, how do you think he looks in purple? <laughs> no comment. Probably for the best. With, uh, with Bam, you talked about how you might use four games. We for definitely him. will use four games, not Mike. Selectively. Might. Is there any thought to you've got a senior quarterback, some guys will probably be off to the NFL, and you have a great shot to win the Pac-12? And would you possibly need him in more games than that and just go for it all this year to get to the Rose Bowl? That's a good point, and it's possible. But I think with the timing of where it's, what it's going to – the time it will take to get him up to speed and feeling completely comfortable in what we're doing, because he's been working mostly with the scout team prior to now. Uh, you know, if he was game ready now and ready to jump in, that would be a, a, a more difficult decision than I think it's going to be two or three weeks from now when he is ready, because now we're, you know, four games left in the season-ish, somewhere in that range. But good point, good point. Kyle, statistically, Oregon State's defense has struggled a bit. Is this a week where uh, the offense is licking their chops, so to speak? Well, I wouldn't say they're licking their chops. We are always looking, you know, for the matchups. And, you know, football's a game of matchups. You know, what it boils down to, you know, it's one-on-one matchups. That's the that's the biggest part of the game. It's not overall scheme as much as this player against that player. And you're always looking for a way offensively to to uh, maximize that. And same with your defense. I mean, it's, it's no, no different there. And so uh, I would just say that we're going about our business in our normal fashion and trying to find the best way to move the football and take care of it and, and uh, all that type of stuff. Obviously, you were the favorite to win the South. You're the highest ranked team in the South. You're favored heavily this week. Anything that you need to be aware of as you go into this game as far as being the hunted instead of the hunty? No, other than as it plays out pr pretty much every week in the Pac-12, if you're not ready to play, it's so balanced. This team is so balanced. Just because you're picked to win the South doesn't mean it's you and then everybody else. It's, you know, it, it's very competitive league week in and week out and so we just take the same approach every week that we've got to be at our best if we want to uh, win the game because uh, anybody in any given week the old the old cliche that anybody can beat anybody in this league any given week I think that's proven uh, just about every week somebody does that Kelly, you've always talked about waiting till about mid-season to kind of judge your team. Where, where do you feel like your team is, is doing I well? I can't tell you because it's not mid-season. <laughs> We're one game away okay. but I like how it's shaping up, but we'll see. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.